This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you. Now on the line for us is John Chachis. He's a media investment banker, and he knows a lot when it comes to Elon Musk and the media and Twitter and what it actually means for democracy and free elections as we know it. John Chachis. What the hell is going doing? on, John? Oh, I think it's it's, it's an amazing time. Uh, the, the, the notion of Twitter being controlled by a guy who calls himself a free speech absolutist, I mean, raises some really complicated questions which already have been raised. But I think it actually uh, may be one of the most interesting changes in the election landscape that we've ever we've ever seen. Uh, prior to this, everybody sort of knew that social media was leaning one way in American politics, left, not center, not right, left. And now you have a guy who is sort of an avowed capitalist, the most powerful capitalist, arguably in the world, saying he wants to own it. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. You know, for people out there, I don't use Twitter. I, I don't care. Why does why does this whole battle for Twitter matter to America? Well, it matters because it is the true, it is the one true, uh, I guess, democratized broadcast platform where you anybody can, if they want to, put it out there in the public domain and influence. Uh, you know, influence the national conversation. Now, most people don't have any followers that matter. But as we saw, people that do have followers, Trump is an example, President Biden is another example, they have a, a mouthpiece directly to people and people back to them. And I think the view of most folks is that it was probably not a bad thing that Twitter took steps to try to rein in some of the stuff that was put on um, on their platform. But that raises a huge question, which is, okay, so who is the right arbiter of what is acceptable to put in the public domain. I mean, is it healthy for democracy for, to allow people to put out their things which are known factually wrong, that are just absolutely untrue? And it creates a, it creates a real dilemma. Um, so, you know, having a guy who is saying, I'm a free speech absolutist, I'll let anybody put anything they want out there, certainly, uh, certainly has got to raise alarm bells for people who wanted and I think aspired to use Twitter for political purposes. Um, in a different direction. I think most people that use Twitter are media companies, right? And journalists and politicians. And that's why it's so important to have the truth out there. I mean, look what happened with the Hunter Biden laptop. You had uh, most Americans, they didn't even know anything about it because as soon as it came out, New York Post got banned and it got taken down, everything, anything. And I also read that uh, if you look at the ratio of people that are banned from between conservatives and Democrats, it's like 20 to 1. You know, so like is Musk is Musk saying he's not going to ban anybody? No, he hasn't. He hasn't made that statement, but he's he's clearly sent the signal as a guy who believes that the bar is very high for banning people um, and and banning speech. I mean, look, Musk is a complicated character, right? I mean, he's a guy that the SEC's uh, views as having violated some things, and he he runs the company in, in in an unconventional way, but has been an enormous success. And uh, I think the real, the real. John, does he have the money to buy the company? Does he have the forty-three billion in cash to write a check? 
hard, hard for anybody to know, John, but you know, and, I, and I would say that's an extremely important step. And in fact, one of the things that's come out in the recent days with the board adopting a poison pill, it, it, the first rule of overcoming a poison pill is you have, you have to have your damn money. Now, could he get his money? I mean, the guy has uh, lots and lots of value in his Tesla stock. Would, would the Tesla shareholders be very happy if he went and pledged $50 billion of Tesla shares in order to raise the, the money that he needs? To well, usually, if I need to raise money, I have to pledge stock. It's 50% margin, so he yeah, would so have to pledge $86 billion, which is one-third yeah. of his holdings. Yeah, that's a big deal, right? And, and, and nobody would be happy in the stock market would reflect that. So in the real world – And and I'm not sure any uh, bank that could afford to, to do $43 billion would give them 50% on uh, $86 billion in Tesla stock because it, it could fall as fast as it can go one up. You know, no, what, goes up, in this what goes up also goes down. You've also seen already today, though, you know, there's going to be significant institutional capital. Yep. I think there was a statement by Apollo, Apollo that they were they were they were willing to kind of step into this fray. There's a lot of people out here who I think you know it would would write a very large. We got a minute left. Give me bottom line for all the, all, all the uh, million listeners we're listening to. Al, I think that, I think the real question will be if he shows up with real money and they want to buy the company. There there are plenty of examples, even when the boards adopt the pill, that the stockholders vote and say, yeah, we'd actually like this guy owning it as opposed to Jack Dorsey owning it. And if he does, I think what it, what it will do is it will take away one of the big tools that most people think was leaning left in terms of social media and its impact on American voting. That's a big change. Which, and you're going to see an awful lot of traditional media people uh, coming out against the deal for all kinds of reasons, which are probably you know, made up, because I think they, would, they will fear him owning it more than anything else. They will fear him in the position of, of, of ownership of that asset. So Inc- it'll be fascinating to watch. Incredible that any journalist would advocate for censorship. It's like a cardinal rule 101. You know, you would never, that's, we want more more uh, opinions, right? More free speech, if anything. Well, well thank in, the abstract, we, in the abstract, we do. In the abstract, we do. I'm not sure that in American <clears throat> media anymore these days, we really do. Well, when the media lies, democracy dies. It's a corny phrase maybe, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Otherwise, it's propaganda. Well, thank you so much, John Chachas, media investment banker. Thank you so much for all that you do and just keeping it real. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Thank you, John. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.